think society is pretty broken right now and COVID just um, magnified the issues and the, with the election and the political environment and the, the racial um, conversations that are going on and the unrest. So, you know, typically women have more of an emotional connection or an ability to heal people and, and to care, like bring that caring conversation to folks. And I'm, I believe that the healing is going to come from the women in our community and in our country, on the planet. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Powering Up, our cross-generational, cross-cultural conversation about leadership, power, gender, and social justice. I'm Ann Doyle. And I'm Dana Harvey. And I can't wait to get to our conversation starting today with Heidi and Tori Ganahl. They are the powerhouse mother-daughter duo behind the She Factor, an on and off lifestyle brand, but also a system designed specifically for 20-something women craving community, growth, and purpose. They've already reached close to 1 million Gen Zs, and they're just getting started. I love that. You know, 2020 has been such a difficult year with women carrying bigger loads and under more stress than ever. But, you know, reading about Heidi and Tori with their amazing track record, uh, they are the perfect people to talk to about this because not only have they both overcome very tough times in their own life, but also achieved very great success. For example, have you ever heard of Camp Bow Wow, Dana? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Long time client here. Absolutely. <laughs> Near the house. Love it. Yeah, me too. And, you know, Heidi started Camp Bow Wow as a single mom uh, raising Tori. And now it is a hundred million dollar leader in the pet and franchise industry that she built from scratch. And she was very smart, sold it, and uh, now moved on to other things, working side by side with her 24-year-old daughter. So you're all about inspiring young women to have fantastic lives. Boy, is that needed at this time. Welcome. Heidi and Tori. Thank you. Thank you, Anna and Dana. We're really excited to be here. It's a, it's a, a really important time in the life of women and uh, the, the challenges that we're facing are pretty steep right now. Well, you know, I love the idea of a mother and daughter working together. So tell us about this, this she factor that you've developed. I mean, what, what, what gave you the idea that this was something that was needed and how was it that you decided to work together on it? Well, it really started back when I was in college and graduating college. I was kind of the poster kid. I was double major, president of my sorority, president of Panhellenic. And I was kind of the girl that everyone thought would have figured out life after college and have it, have my path all set out. And I really had no idea what I wanted to do. I did 45 informational interviews spring break my senior year, um, took a job I wasn't passionate about. And about a year into that, I just found my life really crumbling apart. I mean, my finances were a mess. I gained a lot of weight. I was partying all the time. I, all of my relationships were, were falling apart a little bit, just really wasn't able to focus any time on all the aspects of my life because I was working 60 to 80 hours a week with my corporate job. So um, not to mention, I just moved to a new city and was really <laughs> struggling to find a community. So of course wow. I had a wonderful mom that I turned to for advice and support and that was kind of where she factor was born and i was the guinea pig to the process and the method that we built out and 
um, I'll let her continue the rest of the story. Yeah, and Anna Dana, I, it was a, a crazy time for me too. I had just sold my business and here I have this daughter that's just launching her life out of college. And I also have little ones um, who are now 11 and twins that are eight. But um, I was in this weird period where I really wanted to give back after having such success with Camp Bow Wow and teach young women how to have that same um, uh, freedom to choose something they're really passionate about and knock it out of the park. So I was asked to write a book about my journey as a female entrepreneur. And I thought, you know, I think I'd rather write it as a letter to my 20 year old self. Like, what would I do differently? How would I have taken on life differently? So I started to work on the book about the same time Tori was graduating and really started to think about it more of a methodology that we could help young women go through to craft a life that they love and prevent them from making a lot of the same mistakes that we had. So I love the fact that this is a roadmap um, based on your experience for your daughter's generation. And I understand that there is an accountability system within the She Factor. Tell us how that works. Yeah, there's a lot of different accountability touch points within the She Factor. So we've really built out the six-part methodology that helps women to create a life they love. So that starts with learning your silhouette, which is really who you are, how you tick. It's really our own archetype test that we created that's fun and easy to remember. So there's a guardian, a storyteller, queen, director, um, dreamer, just really fun, easy things to resonate with. Um, and then from there, we have nine different spheres that we focus around. And those are really a way and a means to create a holistic balance in your life. And those are folk, friends and family, flame, your significant other, freedom, being a good citizen, um, faith, favor, fashion, finance, future, uh, fuel, food and fitness. So, <laughs> um, but then really where the accountability comes in is our app. So in the app, you are allowed to set goals within four different spheres a month. And the reason why you can't do more than that is because us as women like to take on way too much at once. So you're only setting goals within those four, and then you're scoring yourself on how well you're doing at hitting those goals each month. So there's your self accountability, you're, you know, scoring yourself and holding yourself accountable. But then from there, you're, you have, you're building a community that holds yourself or that holds you accountable too. So we're, we're building your SEAL team six, which is really your close accountability team. You're, people in your life that you're trusting with your goals and your dreams. And we're going to hold you accountable to that. And then your squat, which is the last part of the method. And what we're trying to create is this community of women that will cheer you on and hold you on your path and are like-minded growth oriented and just a really fun way to talk about your goals with new women that are going to support you in that journey. So lots of different touch, touch points for that accountability, but it's really about having the woman herself feel like she is the control to step into that power and be the best version of herself and create a life that she loves. And who specifically are you aiming at your sweet spot in terms of, let's say the market? Well, our target is really um, the young woman that's just getting out into the world, hasn't really gotten her feet firmly planted on the ground. Um, so early twenties, all the way up to, you know, early thirties, probably, as you know, we, we go through lots of ups and downs during those years. But for, for me, um, I see this as two pronged. We've got women my age, you know, I'm in my fifties that really want to give back and help guide young women. And we can share the stories and the lessons learned and, and kind of help them navigate. And so then you've got the younger women who are looking to the older women, you know, how did you do this? How did you prevent this from happening? Or when did you decide to have a family? Or why did you decide to do a corporate route rather than, 
be an entrepreneur. So I'm really trying to tie the two communities together. Um, so as much as we're focusing on the younger women, we really need the older women, more successful women to help and support and, and guide the younger women along their path. You know, that's one of the things I love about this because, uh, you know, we call this a cross-generational, cross-cultural conversation. You know, and in my book, Powering Up, you know, I wrote a chapter on each of these three very different generations of high-achieving women, you know, who are really like our, our gene pool for our leaders. And, and now you have the Gen Zs coming in. And I know you're, you're tapping into them too. And so how, how do people get in, engaged with your community? Yeah, so we like to meet women where they're at. So we, of course, have the book and the app and a podcast, a blog, and a daily newsletter. But the best way to really engage with what we're doing is through our events. So every month we do virtual events. Of course, before COVID, they were in person, but now they're <laughs> virtual. Um, and they're each month focused on one of our nine different spheres. And we bring in the experts. It's really fun and holistic, um, happy hour type feel. We do giveaways. Um, and I think that's really the best way to get a glimpse into what we're doing. And then as of recently, we just had our She Cares Summit, which was aimed at all different age groups, all corporate women, all working women on how to best take care of themselves. And it was focused on mental health and wellness. So we'll have tickets for that available basically until April. Um, if anyone's wanting to join that and we'll be focusing on those summits about four times a year um, as we go forward. So, so, men so mention their, your website right now. Let, yep. Let's just get that in there so they yeah. know where to find you. So you can definitely check everything out. She factor um, on the she or of course, Instagram is a big place for us. What is it like working together, a mother and daughter team? Is it tough? Is it easy? What have you learned about each other in, the, in this experience of creating this next phenomenon together? Well, you know, I think it works pretty darn well. We have different talents and different like areas that we focus on. So I think we're great compliments to each other. Um, we haven't had any brawls yet. That's a good thing. But uh, I'm sure she wants to bot me one every once in a while, you know, when I get too motherly and, and get too much advice coming out. But um, we've had a great time and it's been, you know, a year and a half and we've traveled all over the country. We have a small but mighty team of five people that run She Factor and then some contract folks outside of that. Um, and one of the key people leaders is from Camp Bow Wow, who helped me grow Camp Bow Wow. Another one is Tori's cousin. And then Natalie, who's been, a, it started as an intern with us. So we've been together through thick and thin over this whole COVID experience. And I think it's working really well. My whole life, I never thought that I'd go the entrepreneur rap, route after watching her um, build Camp Bow Wow. And I never thought that was for me. And then I also wanted to pave my own path. I wanted to do my own thing. So it took about a year of convincing to actually have me jump on board and leave my, my corporate job. Um, but I'm so glad I did. And it's been amazing. And even being in separate cities, you know, being halfway across the country from each other, it's been such a blessing because we, we get to spend so much more time together now. Mm. You know, we have to talk about Camp Fantastic. Bow Wow Be <laughs> because <We did. laughs> um, obviously Dana and I are both both dog lovers, uh, both turned out to be clients of Camp Bow Wow. And so, Heidi, you were way ahead of the curve in terms of figuring out that there was a market there for uh, people and their dogs at camp. I had so much fun developing that brand. And, and what I really tried to do was 
come at it from the perspective of myself as a dog owner, like what did I want, you know, in a place that was going to partner with me to care for my dog. And doggy daycare had just come on the scene in 2000 when I launched Camp Bow Wow. And, and actually I'd written the business plan back in 94 with my first husband who died in a plane crash um, when I was 27. And I shelved the business plan when that happened. We'd just written it on the back of a napkin at a restaurant to have this amazing place for dogs where it was happy and joyful and people felt good about it. Because back then it was just the old style kennels with, you know, concrete runs and chain. Right. We were like, ah, I can't leave my dog here. So <laughs> part of it was bringing, you know, our vision to fruition in honor of buy-in. And my little brother helped me launch it. Um, and uh, mm. we fired each other several times, Patrick and I, my little brother, but we're good now. We have, we have Thanksgiving together and, and we're, we're getting along great, but it was, um, it was a labor of love. And, and throughout the, the building of Camp Bow Wow, the brand, I just really listened to my three customers and that was the dogs. It was the owners of the dogs or the pet parents. And then the franchisees as we built the brand and, and um, just tried to honor what they wanted to do with the brand. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the, the fire that kept you going? And I know uh, that both of you face, you know, some adversities and, and leading up to where you are right now, you know, you know, you mentioned that you lost your, your husband in a, in a plane crash. What is it about the things that you have gone through in the past that has kept you from not falling apart, you know, and then continuing to build forward? I mean, what is it about that adversity that, reminds you and each other that you can actually do this? You know, I think it's taking one day at a time and really staying um, true to your passion and your vision for what you're doing. And I just, it's like an artist, being an entrepreneur is like an artist. It's this creative outlet where you get to, you know, solve a problem for society or for people and, and um, really honor um, you know, growing a brand and building a community of people who love that brand. And, and it's, you know, even when times are really tough or you're going through ad adverse situations, it can be what keeps you hanging on. I, I most recently just went through a crazy situation, health situation where I got diagnosed with a brain tumor and had to have surgery about well nine weeks ago. And um, it really shook things up for me and really, um, gave me clarity about what's important, what I want to work on, how I want to continue to live my life. But it also gave Tori and my team an opportunity to step in and really lead and, you know, do amazing things with She Factor while I couldn't be there. And it gained, they gained this whole level, new level of confidence, I think, and commitment to the brand when that happened. And I'm doing great. It was not cancerous and I'm going to be Good. okay. But wow. moments like that are really a chance for you to get clarity about what you want your life to be and, and how you want to be remembered and the legacy you want to leave. Tori, how about you weighing in on that question? No, definitely. And I, I think, especially for some reason with my generation, there's this victim mentality. And the thing is, is we all have our own story. We all have our own traumas. We all go through something in life. And that that pivotal moment of are you going to fall victim to it and let it control your life or are you going to use it as an opportunity to grow and be better and craft a journey and a life that you love from it and obviously you know we all have to have those moments where we sulk and we feel sorry for ourselves and you know I, I can't compare my journey to anyone else's you know some people have been through a lot more than I have um, but I think the one thing that makes you a true leader of your life and a leader in general is how you take that opportunity or that challenge and turn it into an opportunity. 
how you take the adversity you faced and use it to propel you forward and really define what that's going to look like for your life and and yourself how are you going to grow and learn from that so i think between the two of us we've both been given several opportunities to um really grow and decide what that was going to mean are we going to you know fall victim to it and let our lives crumble around us or are we going to take it and run with it and create something big for our for ourselves and our lives and our relationship that's such a powerful message right now because this has been a tough year for everybody with this pandemic that we're all still going through. But I'm sure you see the research as Dana and I do in terms of the, the impact on women. I mean, women, we all know we're already carrying more of the load, you know, the, the second shift at home. And now with childcare centers and, and schools closed, all those support systems are gone. And uh, the, the significant number of women who are either cutting back on their careers or leaving the workforce completely because they just can't do it all it is really very, very, very sad because it looks as if we are losing in one year decades of hard earned progress for women. There's a lot of fear and uncertainty and it just, it feels like the rug's going to get pulled out from us at any, any point. And it's hard to plan long-term or to, you know, decide how, what your next career move is when you barely survive the day and getting your kids across the finish line with this online learning or whatever it is and, you know, taking care of the work that you can do or have to do. So I think it's just a really um, tenuous time. We've got to stick together and support each other and help each other because the way we're going to come through this is by building stronger connections and community and really you know, coming out of it with stronger friendships, stronger relationships with the women in our community and at work, and really having each other's backs. And none of this petty BS, not the competitive, vindictive stuff, real genuine friendship and camaraderie and authenticity. The best part about this has been seeing the way that women have been able to support each other through this platform. I mean, the discussion boards are going like they're just lit on fire, like with all of the support and beautiful connection. And none of these women have ever really met each other. And that's what we need to continue honing in on is how can we best support each other and build new relationships and empower each other to, to get through this. And use technology to yeah. do so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sounds, it sounds like you guys are creating a, a wonderful, much needed online community for these young women. And, and based on the engagement that they are really excited about it, what are, what are some of the worries that you're hearing that they are expressing or asking about? What are some of the causes of stress? I think the biggest thing that we're seeing and hearing is loneliness and this idea of social well-being. You know, we're so distant from each other, not only physically, but emotionally. I think that there's a lot of distance in just the way we're connecting with each other. So loneliness has been huge. Um, I think another thing is just like in this sense of this new virtual world where we're on Zoom meetings all the time and even in a work sense, like you are always expected to be online. It's, I, I think it's ironic because we're not going into the office, but we're expected to work more. And so I think there's this sense of exhaustion and burnout and just 
not knowing what that's going to look like in the next year, a lot of doubt and uncertainty, like, is this going to continue? Are we ever going to go back? And am I going to be living my life through a Zoom screen forever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things uh, that I love about um, reading all about the work you're doing on, on your website is there's a theme that keeps coming through over and over again, which is about the need for women to support one another, for the need for collective power, you know, and I have this mantra that is every woman for herself is a losing strategy. I know you agree with that. But share with us, uh, you know, your sense of why that is so important for, you know, women to come together as a tribe, let's just say. Well, I think society is pretty broken right now. And COVID just um, magnified the issues and with the election and the political environment and the, the racial um, conversations unrest. that are going on and the unrest. So you know, typically women have more of an emotional connection or an ability to heal people and into care, like bring that caring conversation to folks. And I'm, I believe that the healing is going to come from the women in our community and in our country on the planet. And, you know, I, I love the saying, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Like there's nothing more intense or intentional than a mom's desire to make the world a better place for their children. And I'm not discounting dads. It's just, there's this special keenness about a mom that um, keeps them committed when sometimes other folks won't stay that way. The future is definitely female. I don't know about you, but we've got shirts in this household that, that says that. And uh, <laughs> we, we think it's incredibly important. But one of those things that can trip up, you know, women and sometimes young women at this point would be confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, we know what we need, but sometimes there's this little piece of us that might question whether or not we really have it. From both of your perspectives, what would you, what advice would you give in terms of young women who may not feel confident in, in what they think or they know that they can accomplish? Oh gosh, if I had a dollar for every time someone said, you know, I wish I had this in my twenties, I would have been so much more confident in my journey. You know, we'd be rich, easy, easy. Um, but I'll tell you a story, just a quick story about this. Um, we are have been doing these virtual happy hours every week since March and just offering the community really a means to just hop on, connect. We don't have a plan. It's really fun and lighthearted. And we just talk about life. And one of the women that has joined us every single week, she has just made leaps and bounds in her self-confidence. When she first started joining us in March, she had just overcome um, a suicide attempt. She had to move back in with her parents. She had lost her job. She was in tons of debt and watching her just one, be able to connect with women who are going to support her and, and open up that vulnerability, not only for herself, but seeing other people be vulnerable and know that it's okay. Um, she has just changed her whole perspective on life through going through this this method that we've created and being supported by women who are going to support, not only support her, but build her up and help her succeed. And now she is moving to Colorado actually by herself. She saved enough money to do that. She just started her own podcast. She is um, a 
competitor in American Ninja Warrior and she's starting a Ninja Warrior podcast and she's competing again and she <laughs> is working for a gym. It's just like seeing her whole life transform in front of my eyes over the last six months and being able to see that confidence just grow inside of her has been the most amazing thing for me. And, you know, like I said, I was the guinea pig and the confidence for me grew <laughs> exponentially. I mean, I'm living my best, most confident version of myself. Um, and I've created this life that I absolutely love, but it's, it's really about teaching women that they have the responsibility to do that. And no one else can do that for them. And confidence really comes from having the power to decide your future and decide what that looks like. I'm a generation older than you, Heidi. And so I've been in the workforce for almost 50 years. And, you know, I always talk about young women. I, mean, I say, hey, you know what? I want you to go faster and further than my generation did. You know, stand on my shoulders. Just don't squat on my shoulders, you know, <laughs> lift up, lift. reach, you know. And, and Heidi, I want to ask you, you know, what are your hopes for obviously your daughter, you know, but, but this generation, this next generation of women coming up. Well, I think one of the, not a mistake that we made, but I mean, it was a sign of the times was we had to go all in on work. Like everything was work, 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 career, career, career. Um, there was just no pausing to have any room for, you know, work-life balance, we called it. If yeah. you were really driven <laughs> by career, right? And so, I'm really proud of this generation, these Gen Z women that are demanding that they have, you know, work-life balance and that it's not just work that's important to them. It's their relationships. It's being a good citizen. It's taking care of the planet. It's taking care of each other. And I just want to support that. I mean, I just think that companies need to be responsive to that. One of the most incredible stats that we heard when we were creating She Factor, I think this baby was a year ago, was that um, young women only stay in their jobs for an average of 18 months right now. And the reason that is, is they don't have a sense of belonging. They are dying for just a sense of community and purpose. They want to know that what they're doing every day is making a difference in the world and that they're surrounded by people who are like-minded that want the same thing. And companies need to be responsive to that and fix it if they want to get the best people, the best and brightest young women to work for them. I would love for you to just speak to, you know, the listeners and the young ladies who might be listening um, and just provide them with, you know, some parting words on what it is that you think they should harness and to make sure that they don't give up on it. So if you could just give some last advice, you know, to the young ladies who might be listening to us. <laughs> yeah, I would say be selfish, especially in that time of your 20s and 30s and even when you're older, too. It's so important to be selfish in the energy that you give, the people you surround yourself with, the intention that you have and the path that you're going on. Know that this life is your life and you are the only one that can figure out what makes you happy and what that's going to look like. So focus on you and be selfish and do what you need to do to create that path for yourself and define a life that you absolutely love to wake up and live every day. And I would just add to it, don't be afraid to fail. Be, you know, have fun with life, be playful, try different things. You know, you're, you're gonna figure out what you love and what you're passionate about by testing the waters. And, you know, failure is just life's way of kind of putting you back between the guardrails. Like, well, that, that wasn't right path, but you know, take what you learned and kind of move on and, and find the right thing. So I think 
that goes to the confidence factor and it goes to helping young women feel brave and courageous and supported in going out and taking risks and trying new things and being adventurous in life. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Tori and Heidi Ganau, founders of the She Factor, for sharing all this with us. Uh, I just love learning your story and seeing you as a mother and daughter team working together to really kind of turbocharge this next generation of women to, uh, to live up to their full potential and have fabulous, joyful lives. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I am personally going to be sharing the She Factor with the community of young women that surround me. So I think the work that you're doing is incredibly exciting, but yet much needed. I hear some of the same things that that Heidi, you're saying in my household. So I'm excited to take this conversation to the next level with my daughter. Very exciting, you guys. Thank you both. I'm Ann Doyle. And I'm Dana Harvey. Let's all go power up. Thanks for joining us at Powering Up. We hope you'll subscribe and share with your network. Ann and I would love to hear from you through Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And remember, power is the currency for getting things done. Claim yours and put it to work.